Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 269 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you again for joining us as we continue with September the 21st to September the 27th, covering 3rd Nephi, chapters 12 to 16, I am the law and the light. And today we're going to conclude the section uh, covering 3rd Nephi 12 to 14, the Saviour's blessing teachings uh, show me how to be a true disciple. We'll also cover, if I seek good things from Heavenly Father, I will receive, covered in verses 7 to 11 of this section. Let's dive straight in because, as always, there is a lot to cover uh, and I want to try and do it justice. So in verse 2, there's an interesting verse of verse 35, 14. It says, For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged, and with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured unto you to, to you again. There is often the the phrases and quotes in the scriptures to not judge others, or if we are to judge, because this doesn't say, uh, well, it does say judge not actually in the first verse. So it, does, it says don't judge. But then President Dallin H. Oaks makes this point. He says, quote, I have been puzzled that some scriptures command us not to judge and others instructors, instructors that we should judge and even tell us how to do it. But as I have studied these passages, I have become convinced that these seemingly contradictory directions are consistent when we view them with the perspective of eternity. The key is to understand that there are two kinds of judging, final judgments, which we are forbidden to make, and intermediate judgments, which we are directed to make, but upon righteous principles. Um, You know, I think that we are, we, we, we automatically, because of the judge not verses, uh, we say, "Oh, I shouldn't. Be, I shouldn't judge others, really, anyway." Um, but that's because we are cast- when we generally do judge people in that sense, we are casting a a judgment, a final uh, declaration upon them that you know they'll never get something right, or 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 perhaps the opposite that you know they are great and brilliant and you know they'll do really well when actually we don't know. We do, we can't judge that, um, but. Although actually, of course, we are often inclined to make the former kind of judgments where they are negative. Um, but we are actually told to judge in certain circumstances. Uh, for example, we're told to judge, um, you know, when there is a, if there is a, a, a choice or a judgment to make about someone which is going to immediately have an impact on our family, then of course we should make that intermediate judgment. But of course it is to be done in a sense that we're not casting them for, for their life and eternity, but we're just making a quick uh, judgment act, uh, judgment call on, you know, something which is going to have an impact on us. And I think that's what is permitted in the scriptures when we do read those scriptures where we are meant to judge. Uh, so they're not contradictory at all. Third Nephi chapter 14, verse 7, we, we read this scripture, asking it shall be given you, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. Um, we know this verse very well. Uh, present there's a quote by President Russell M. Nelson in the manual about how you know our Heavenly Father wants to bless us and wants to help us and we just need to ask. Uh, David A. Bednar also said this quote: "A testimony is personal knowledge of spiritual truth obtained by revelation. A testimony is a gift from God and is available to all His children. Any honest seeker of truth can obtain a testimony by exercising the necessary particle of faith in Jesus Christ to experiment upon and try the virtue of the Word of God and yield to the enticings of the Holy Spirit and to awaken unto God. Testimony brings increased personal accountability and is a source of." purpose 
assurance, and joy. Seeking for and obtaining a testimony of spiritual truth requires asking, seeking, and knocking with a sincere heart, real intent, and faith in Christ. Close quote. The good things of the gospel, a testimony, direction, love, protection, comfort, can all come as we ask, but we do need to ask. You know, and I think that as a human race, generally, we are conditioned to try and not have to ask for things. Uh, you know, we, we like to try and do things ourselves. And that is, of course, you know, um, some principle of self-reliance in there. But with God, it's different. He is our Heavenly Father. He wants to bless us. He, we need to receive those blessings. Um, they will have a big impact on our lives. And so, uh, of course, our Heavenly Father wants us to ask. Um, we're naturally inclined not to ask for those things, but we need to get on our knees and just ask because he, he wants to give us those blessings. Um, verse 12, uh, again, there is uh, the, well, it's not again, actually, it's, it's a bit different to what was said before, but in verse 12, we have, therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do unto you, do ye also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. So we know that this is sometimes coined the golden rule, and as we come towards the end of this sermon at the temple, we'll start, we're starting to see now some of the similar messages uh, that have uh, been replicated from the New Testament Sermon on the Mount by the Saviour. But of course, these principles are universal for everyone. They are how to be a, a disciple and live a good life and live a life that will bless others. George Reynolds and Jenna Matson Sajodal said this, quote, This rule embodies the entire moral code of the gospel of Christ and the kingdom of God, equally binding upon nations and associations as in individuals. This precept, as delivered by the Saviour, enjoins us not only to avoid harming our brother, but to do that which benefits him, close quote. We have a great influence to have an impact on other on other people's lives a kind phrase a smile a kind action that takes little of our time can mean the world of difference to an individual um and it doesn't have to be grand i think you know previously i've always envisioned that to serve others meant going and clearing their garden or helping them move house that's how we help them to help others to see our love and that's the kind things we did and of course they are important and and required those those things but they don't. But they're not the only things that are required to make a difference in someone's life. You know, we we don't have to do those grand things every day. We can't possibly. It's just not practical uh, or feasible. But what we can do is reach out and just do a small thing in each person's life each day, and that means the world of difference. Um, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit and uh, conclude with uh, verses 23 and 24. Verse 23 is the end of an interesting section where the Saviour has just talked about how not everyone that saith unto him, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father that is in heaven. So it's interesting because we are given instruction at the start of this chapter to ask for things and, and speak of things with our hearts in it, of course, to receive blessings. But we can't simply just say, you know, please bring me in. We need to then get off our knees and go and do the will of the Lord. We need to be a disciple and follow his example. Um, D. Kelly Ogden and Andrew C. Skinner said this, quote, In essence, the Saviour was saying that his listeners knew that he was born in Bethlehem, that he carried on his ministry around the Sea of Galilee, chose 12 apostles, died and was resurrected, visited and taught his disciples in the ancient Americas, and even that he would come in the last dispensation to restore his gospel. But his listeners did not really know him. 
they did not pay that price to become personally acquainted with him to the point that they understood well his plan and purposes and were willing to sacrifice anything to accomplish his will. Close quote. So, you know, are we those people that simply know of Christ or do we know him personally? Do we know his plan? And are we willing to give what we can to to follow him? And finally, in verse 24, um, Christ talks about the wise man and the, and the foolish man. Uh, the wise man, of course, who builds his house upon a rock. And um, Dean M. Davis, to conclude, uh, says this, quote, Brothers and sisters, none of us would knowingly construct our homes, places of work, or sacred places of worship on sand or rubble without appropriate plans and materials. Let us accept the Saviour's invitation to come unto him. Let us build our lives upon a safe and sure foundation. I humbly testify that by anchoring our lives to Jesus Christ and to his atonement, and by carefully following his plans for our happiness, including daily prayer, daily scripture study, and weekly partaking of the sacraments, we will be strengthened. We will experience real personal growth and a lasting conversion. We will be better prepared to successfully withstand the storms and calamities of life. We will experience the joy and happiness promised, and we will have the confidence that our lives have been built upon a sure foundation, a foundation that will never fall. Close quote. I like that point, that part in his quote where he talks about building our homes on a on a sure foundation, but also building our places of work on a sure foundation, and also our places of worship on a sure foundation. There are different elements of our lives that make up who we are. Of course, I am my, the father and husband in my home, but I am also the teacher and, and subject and, and specialist leader of education at school. I'm also, you know, a, a, follow, a fellow disciple and member of Christ and a state clerk at church. I have many roles. Do I act the same way in each of those roles that I, that I should do? And to be honest, when I look at it, I can honestly say probably not. Not because I'm going, you know, to work and, you know, be and, and committing sins here and there. But am I acting with the same dedication, with the same diligence, with the same spirit, with the same attitude um, at home and at work and at church that I that I do in all the other places? I suppose I need to look and I suppose there are elements that are the best of me in different parts of those roles, if that makes sense. And so what I need to do is try and amalgamate those together and create the best of me all the time. And that is hard. <laughs> that is so much easier to say than it is to actually do. But that is what our Saviour asks of us. That's what we need to do. Uh, and so that is something to work on. That's a, a project to move forward, I think. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you enjoy uh, this study. Please do follow uh, the, the podcast. You can share, rate, rate, subscribe to it. You can also join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me uh, and you can uh, on Facebook and uh, join the discussion there. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com for feedback. And you can also um, email if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode as well. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.